Hey everybody, Jeremy here. Just a reminder that Christmas is right around the corner, so you may want to go to duckfeed.tv slash tipjar, hit that Amazon referral link, and buy all your Christmas presents for your buds, including maybe some X-Men volumes, to uh, get a little kickback to Duckfeed. That'd be kind of nice. You can hook up your boys, you can support the network, and you can get cool stuff on Amazon for the same price that you're used to. Again, that's duckfeed.tv slash tipjar. Enjoy the episode. Nothing hurts me. Previously, nothing hurts me. Previously, nothing hurts me. Previously, I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, a podcast where me and Gary go through the animated series, the X-Men animated series from the mid-90s. Gary, how are you today? Are you ready to talk about some X-Mans? Uh, you know, I am. I think that uh, these episodes that we're talking about, we're starting season four of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing it again in the intended release order, not the uh, the actual animated order. I feel like the animated order has to be better than this. Because we start out with two real weird, like not great numbers. And then episodes three and four, I think are pretty great. And like would have been a great season opener. I think that this episode specifically, the very first episode that we're going to talk about today, why you would start a season with this. I don't know. Cause I think I, to me, I don't know. We haven't talked about this beforehand. Um, but to me, this is, I think this is one of the worst episodes of the series. (laughs) Like, I think this episode sucks <laughs> real bad. It's no, 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 so bad. I was looking at the wrong thing. This, this episode is, is real weird. So this does this. I think this is weird. Good. I'm sorry. I was thinking of deal with the devil and deal with the devil is one of oh, the worst episodes yeah. of the show we've done. This is pretty bad though. And mostly just because it's fucking like bonkers and has nothing to do with anything. And it, it is just a, it is <laughs> so really, really strange. It is very out there. So we have like one very out there episode and one very bad episode as our opening salvo for season four. So yeah, if you're uh, if you're at home and you want to uh, watch along with the show, go to daysoffuturecast.com slash schedule. Uh, today I updated that with that site um, on the day we've recorded this. Um, so it has a list of the episodes that we're going to be covering. Uh, they make no sense if you're looking at the DVDs. So go ahead and buy season four and five or volume four <laughs> and five DVDs and, and just like you'll have to like pick and choose because it's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. This love in vain uh, that we're going to start off with this rogue backstory is not backstory, but just more of this rogue focused story is so weird and crazy. Rogue seems like she's a completely different person. She's like weirdly into, uh, Cody, man. Like, like it's, it's bizarre how much she's into Cody and like the things that happen in this kind of don't make any sense whatsoever. And it's not just the things that happen. It's also the the design. Like this, this is, this is a real parade of uncool looking aliens and hybrids. (laughs) Um, it's true. They're going to deal with, and they're, they're kind of they kind of look like brood, but they're kind of not. And uh, if they're brood, they don't act anything like the brood. Like it is uh, an extremely weird episode to like start a season with. So eventually, they decided you know they started the season with something else on the actual uh, you know on TV, and it was such a good idea to like shunt this somewhere else because as much as like I think this episode's pretty funny, 
I, I don't think it is like particularly good. Um, so fucking weird. We should get into it because it is, uh, it's nonstop bonkers. The two episodes that did start the season that um, I had mentioned on the last podcast that I had watched one of them um, are like time travel, like Bishop time travel episodes. Like it pulls it in and like they're, they're, they're saving Xavier, right? Like it's fucking bonkers and crazy. Like that's a good season opener right there. Like I don't looking at this intended order. I'm like writer guy. Like really? (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) This is so, this This is is so bad. Yeah, it's super, super weird. And even, even, even as mentioned, the episodes three and four, the other two were covering next episode, like would have been a great season opener. Uh, sure. I think yeah. those are those are really great episodes of the show. Agreed. Like those those are the the next episode. Um, it's it'll be. I'm really excited to talk about those. Like those are some fucking awesome Magneto moments. But let's talk about Rogue totally. first and all of these weird insect bugs because it's so bizarre. Yeah, totally, totally. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into it here. Um, this is episode uh, 26 of this show. The the title is Love in Vain. Uh, Rogue's childhood sweetheart, the boy whom she put into a coma when her powers first manifested, returns to her life unexpectedly. What strange connection does he have with the bug-like aliens Wolverine encounters in the <laughs> desert? <laughs> That's a question 20 minutes later you'll still be asking yourself because yeah. I don't really... <laughs> For the ages. Um, yeah, so we, we start out and it's basically just uh, Rogue like hanging out in the X-Mansion um, and being kind of jealous of Cyclops and Jean, who, by the way, on the these two episodes are nowhere to be found. I'm pretty sure that they have left the X-Men. Like, I feel I feel, <laughs> feel like we've messed, lift, missed an episode where they just quit the X-Men and just left because they're not well, around they, at all. We see them leave in this episode. Rogue looks out her window and sees them go on like a two-day date. You know, so probably <laughs> sometime later in the series, like they're at a hotel and Mr. Sinister is the bus boy. <laughs> and he comes in <laughs> and like fucks with them. You know, so yeah, Morph is there for no reason. <laughs> yeah, like Morph um, is the concierge and it's just the sinister hotel. So that one dude is the table. Yeah, just, <laughs> um so so Rogue is upset because again, because Cyclops and Jean can can bone down. Um and she's just sad. That's just to establish that she's sad. We cut to uh, this gigantic like red space whale. Um, flying mm-hmm. through space, crash landing in the desert right next to Wolverine, who's meditating, and it's like, extremely <laughs> rude. Like Wolverine, just like what the? <laughs> like, did did Wolverine uh, go to Australia to meditate for a little while? Like that seems yeah, like just where, a huge I, carbon footprint. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, the X Men are in the New England, right? Like it's not. Uh, there aren't that many deserts up near New Hampshire and fucking Massachusetts. Um, it is, it is super weird. So it's immediately, uh, this, uh, uh, space wheel, uh, opens up and these like, God, describing the aliens in this, like, they look like, um, if you gave the brood, um, which have appeared like in like cutscenes and stuff, uh, or little cutaways mm-hmm. in the show. So like the, the people know what the brood look like, but it's like the brood with like walking battle tank, like, you know, combat armor. And all of a sudden they talk and are intelligent and scheming. And they have Dr. Octopus arms, Gary. Yeah, they have Don't forget arms. about the Dr. Octopus arms, <laughs> the robotic arms. It's so weird because we're going to see like people turn into these things later. And the people that turn into them also get the robotic arms. Like It's like they're growing yeah. the technology <laughs> for these arms. It doesn't make yeah. any sense whatsoever. And oh, the things man. they turn into, man. Like I, I want a super cut of the different X-Men turning into these bug hybrids. So much because they don't look like brood. They look like these like third things. Like 
I don't know how to describe it, but it's so ugly. Like they're just like real goofy designs. Um, so, th- so they pop out, um, they tap Wolverine, Wolverine tried to fight him, but they zap him with like a tail blast. Like they shoot like energy mm-hmm. out of their tail, which turns out to be important. It's like a pregnancy beam or something that uh, slowly turns. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Like, Don't let Gambit get a hold of those tails, ladies. <laughs> I'd be spending my seat all over the bayou. <laughs> uh, so they say, and they, they lay out their plot here. Yeah, yeah, they're collecting people. Like so, like Wolverine with his healing factor. I guess is they think he's going to be a, or they say something about his tenacity, which is real yeah. weird. <laughs> um, his tough his acting resume. tenacity or whatever. Yeah, um, it says here that you're a good team player and you have stick to itiveness, <laughs> and that's what we want in the brute army. So, <laughs> yeah. also, you've been alive for 200 years and you must be rich. So we're kind of looking for a part, <laughs> business partner too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they kidnap him and then we go back to like Gambit walking in on Rogue in her bedroom and uh, basically being like, hey, baby, it's Saturday night. Like, come, come hang out with me. Rogue is like hanging out next to a giant teddy bear, which seems a little weird. And then also reading a book called Romance Novel, which <laughs> I would hope is just a really good book and not just a romance novel. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty standard. And of course, she like turns down Gambit because like. Why wouldn't she take down Gant or turn down Gambit? And it ends up being weird, like when she uh, ends up leaving, which we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. That like this episode doesn't really focus on Rogue and Gambit's relationship, right? Like, doesn't this seem like a really uh, if you wanted to develop Gambit's character and make him less of a skis, which they sometimes do, um, this would be a really good episode to have Gambit kind of tail Rogue and try to protect her because ostensibly he cares about her, and then have uh, you know Rogue be like, "Oh, you're just jealous," you know. Uh, and him be like, no, I'm not. He no good for you, Cher. And then the uh, they just kind of go back and forth. And then Rogue finds out he's right. And you get a little of redemption for Gambit. And instead, Gambit just like he immediately comes up to be like, hey, it's Saturday night. Let's go see a movie. I'm going to stick my dick in this hole in the popcorn. Uh, and then she just says no. And then that's it. And like Gambit shows up at the end with the rest of the team. And that's all for Gambit. Uh, it seems like the if, for a Rogue centric episode, you'd have to you'd want to throw some Gambit in there. Well, that's that's because they are too busy fucking around with Cody. Because this is where Cody makes a phone yeah. call and just is like, "Hey, you thought I was dead. Now I have your personal telephone number, <laughs> and also yeah, you need to come out with me room. <laughs> to <laughs> the <laughs> movies." Four-digit <laughs> four, four extension. Um. <laughs> it's weird. Like the whole setup is is really weird because she just kind of just casually is like, "Yeah, yeah, totally. Let's. I'm going to go meet this Cody person. I wonder what he looks like." I was like, "Bro, he probably looks exactly the same way." Like. You guys weren't that old. Like, you were 15 or 16 yeah. years old. He probably just looks like an early 20-something. Like, it's not going to be that big of a difference. And, like, there, there are totally shapeshifters that you guys have all met. Like, you should be at least a little bit suspicious. I know we keep beating that drum, but, like, the fact that these characters act like idiots the entire time is disheartening uh, at best. So they go uh, to this movie on this, like, this little date. Um, the movie is called something like, or the theater is like Filmplex. <laughs> or Filmtron okay. or something like that. Like, sure. Okay. The movie theater has a funny name. Like it's not quite as good as the like gigantic burger cube from last season, but like <laughs> uh, it's still or the second season, but it's still pretty good. Um, so they go see the see this move this movie and Cody like Cody is putting the pressure on. Like like from I, from I, the I, word go, man. It's creepy how much he's dude, into rogue at this stage. It is. It makes Gambit look like chivalrous. Like. Cody, like literally like you got all that pent up energy inside you you got this spill all over me 
<laughs> and let's talk really about funny. this Bill Clinton sounded motherfucker. By the way, <laughs> let's talk about his voice actor <laughs> because goddamn, it's Bro, exactly like got- like a like a SNL impression of a, 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 young Glinda. Bill Clinton. <laughs> you used to want this rogue. Well, things are different now. All that love you got pent up inside. Well, finally, you can let it out. It's so bad. You got this love all over you. Uh, you gotta get it over me, Rogue. Spill your love. Like he, you know, she's not gonna gush on the first date, dude. Like she hasn't even fucking been touched. <laughs> we have some lag, so that made a really long pause after me making that Rogue squirting joke. Uh, it made it seem like, thanks Skype lag. Yeah. I'm gonna le- I'm gonna leave that lag in there just so people think it's weird. <laughs> yeah, he um. Th- there's one part where he like kind of runs to her and a car almost runs over him and he like kind of jumps out of the way and she flies oh and catches him and he's like i remember those arms what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about <laughs> that that acrobatic super flip he does over the car is one of my favorite like because it happens in like three frames of animation <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's real bad oh man uh yeah this this whole date thing is 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 super weird especially when he brings her into the alley and is just like no it's okay now we can totally bone like you could just kiss me watch and he sh- yeah. it just works he, and she's just he into keeps saying it. I, I figured it out like at, like it's like something like he did wrong like it, it's very very weird doesn't um before they kiss though isn't it because one of the uh the bug zaps her like one of the mm-hmm. robot bugs is in a sniper position on the roof and zaps her with its pregnancy tail and then uh then they can kiss um so the, you know that's why it has some kind of power draining effect which it doesn't because they want them for their powers, but still it neutralizes Rogue's power. Like, but it doesn't it, because it, she totally uses her powers when she had when she's all yep. pregnant up with this stuff later. Yeah, so it, it just doesn't make garbage. any sense. Like it is like it is, it is one of the dumber episodes of the show. But it does let them kiss. So like Rogue gets to kiss uh, Cody and then passes out immediately before waking mm-hmm. up on a fucking park bench later. It's so yeah, weird. We're, we're gonna talk about that too because. Uh, I guess we should probably go in order, but like she, after the scene, like we do, we'll do some stuff with Wolverine. We'll talk about here in a minute, but she just wakes up in a park bench and is like, I slept in the park all night. Why didn't you wake me up, Cody? Like, that's your first question. Like what, what did he give you that made you sleep all night? Rogue. That's that's the question you should be asking. It's scary and sad, man. I want it. Like the idea of Rogue being an adult woman who hasn't learned to have her defenses up around men because she just thinks that she doesn't have to is actually Mm -hmm. like a very sad, interesting angle for that character. Yeah, you know, I, I, can, I, I haven't seen explored well. This is not exploring it well. <laughs> so. Um, so basically, Wolverine wakes up and he's on some weird floating pod thing. He he very quickly figures out that the ship that he's in is a, is a living organism, and then just leaves. Like he just runs out, like <laughs> fights a dude, and just like runs out of the mouth in a real funny way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and, and that's when the we get more of this head robot bug lady person i don't i don't know if the bugs have genders it doesn't really matter but yeah it's wearing like a weird headdress right like so i guess that's the boss book yeah and the the lady voice but um it sounds like the the fratelli's mom from the goonies or thing she's like ah kind of kind of like a scratchy voice okay cool uh Wolverine calls Xavier and like kind of like please help me. There's too many of them. Uh, he he says something weird in this that I, I wish I had written down, but he says I think he keeps calling them roaches. So he's like, oh, there's too many roaches, and I'm like, I bet they've gotten this phone call from Wolverine in the past. <laughs> covered with roaches. Covered with roaches. <laughs> roaches. I'm covered with roaches. 
um, um, Rogue comes in and just does like this is the thing that I don't really get about the X-Men as a team sometimes is it's unclear what their obligation is. So well, before this, so just uh, Cody wakes, you know, when she wakes up and she, she eventually talks to Cody and Cody's like, let's go on a romantic vacation. Oh yeah. I'm uh, sorry. You know, and it's like, Oh, I've lost an entire day, but like, you know, I went to sleep last night at 6 PM, woke up on a park bench at sunrise, but like, yes, I'll go with you. And to this point, so she comes in and uh, the X-Men are like suiting up to go rescue Wolverine. Um, you know, like, oh, we got a mission. And this is when you're talking about the obligation, it's true because she's like, Hey, I want to go on vacation. And Xavier's pissed. Like, you don't get to go on vacation. And like, what's a vacation to these people? Like, you guys are like super terrorists. Like, there's no, <laughs> what are you? Guard. Is there a clock in, clock out method? Like, what are you, yeah. are you getting insurance for this? Like, there's, there's so many questions I have about being employed by, by Xavier Enterprises or he probably just W9s them fuckers so he doesn't have to pay taxes yeah. on them or whatever. What will happen is if she goes, if she leaves and goes on this vacation, he will temporarily suspend her Cobra coverage. <laughs> so then when she tries to go in and get health insurance, like, it won't work. Oh man, uh, which she's gonna need because she's gonna have to get an IUD because now rogue fucks because that's, now rogue fucks. That's what's going on because that's yeah. where we are in the mid nineties. Um, yeah, but, it, it, this, this episode about rogue wanting to fuck and what she's willing to do to achieve that dream. And and man, like Xavier's kind of a dick about this. Like I get it to an extent, and and like Rogue makes this point too of like you you have plenty of help. Like you've got like Beast, Storm, Gambit. You're you're the you're the greatest telepath on the planet. Like I can't go get some snooches for like a, two days with my boyfriend. <laughs> Um, so she like yells at everybody and storms out with Cody. What I really like about this is the X-Men suit up and leave to go to Wolverine. And then w- w- Rogue is just like, yeah, let's get a jet. You're not telling me where your, your house is, but like, let's get a jet and I'll fly you there. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So they go on this little jet date. <laughs> like, it's so weird. This jet. It is, it is a really weird scene. Um, the X-Men land and they fight a bunch of the bugs. Um, but they, you know, they're not winning. They can't do anything to actually hurt the bugs. Um, and they, a bunch of them get like tail zapped too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cody has taken them to the same spot, uh, which he, uh, is like, you know, all these bugs are around and Rogue's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, I know this is too good to be true. Uh, and this is when he starts like do it, you know, he hasn't transformed yet, which will come in a second, but this is where he's just being like, we can be together. We can do it, Rogue. <laughs> we can do it, Rogue. Come on, Bro, baby. We can touch. <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's, gross. Yeah. <laughs> but this is this is where Wolverine uh turns green and it's so I don't know what I expected out of this episode. I kind of went in blind like I, but up to this point they had kind of buried the lead on this whole uh trying to turn them into like they said like we want them for the colony. So I was expecting like the full brood treatment, right? Like I figured we were going to get like an ultrasound of a little green monster forming in Wolverine's belly or something. No, Wolverine just Man, spontaneously turns imagine? green. And just immediately like, runs the fuck away. It is so fucking hilarious. If, if this if this show had had taken Wolverine into the gynecology bay and like put him up in stirrups and then showed him like <laughs> rub the ultrasound gel on his gut and like showed the picture of a little brood baby with little tiny claws, like I I would I would cancel every other show on the network to dedicate the rest of my time to this. <laughs> just like, just this one episode, right? Just that one scene. Yeah, we <laughs> got it. That would be incredible. Somebody do some fan art. Because that's a, you know, a Wolverine 
uh, in the stirrups pregnant. <laughs> like, don't care for this bub. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Cody immediately after Wolverine runs away, Cody starts turning green into one of these little green monster creatures. And then, um, it cuts back to Wolverine who is like run into a nearby cave that's away from everything. And he just like wills himself back to normal looking Wolverine. Um, yeah, it's, it's super bizarre, uh, because like, it seems like he's like act- actively making his healing power work faster somehow. Like he's like just willing it. that shit to work. Yeah. Like he's like, it's like, yeah. it's a muscle. <laughs> yeah. It's like how if you, if you flex really hard, you can make your beard grow faster. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's, just, that's the way that works. You know, just, um, yeah, it is, uh, it is supremely silly, but you know, luckily his healing factor is the only reason why, you know, the X-Men, we don't continue the adventures of like the bugs who fuck would have been the, like what this cartoon turned into if, uh, if it wasn't for Wolverine's healing factor. So he goes back. Rogue has also turned into one of these fucking things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the alien lady comes up to get some more exposition. Like this is how they reproduce. They go to planets and they hit people with a pregnancy beam and turn them into aliens. And they want superheroes for this because they're powerful. Um, they abducted Cody. So Cody's been in league with them the whole time. And, uh, Rogue is super sad about it. Cody gets such a fucking raw deal in this episode. Like, I do not like Cody. I think that he is like a bad person. But <laughs> he's a, he's he's a like, terrible date. I don't know about a bad person, yeah, but he's a terrible yeah, date. He's, yeah, he's, you, know, <laughs> you cannot handle somebody who, who spends that much time pressuring somebody to fuck them, like cannot be a good person. True. Um, but like mm-hmm. he, uh, like he's just like, there's no resolution for Cody. He doesn't get cured. Uh, nothing happens with him. He's just like, you know, I did this so we could be together and then <laughs> nothing. It doesn't work out for him. Like Cody, Cody has a very tragic end at this point. Uh, being used to catfish rogue into a turning into a bug monster. Yeah, and he's um, and and this is what I mentioned earlier. Like when he turns into full bug monster, like he because there's several different like phases to this transformation process. Like for a little while, you just kind of have like a a wobbly green face and weird eyes, and then you like get the full pregnancy beam tail, and Mm. uh, and then the last stage is actually growing the mechanical arms that I guess help you move around (laughs) and and steal X Men. Basically, Uh, we should note by the way that the X Men did get hit with the pregnancy beam, and they're all knocked out, so they're all like passed out. That's why we haven't talked about Storm chanting her powers or Beast Man insufferable because they are literally not in this episode basically Mm -hmm. um the the conversation with rogue and cody where cody is like no no no, this is be fine we can finally be together like this like okay like i am willing to turn into an ugly green monster in order to bone down with you also being an ugly green monster is so i mean i like okay (laughs) What, what is the game plan here like we both get to turn into like literal monsters so we can do it like we're just gonna have like a bunch of weird like thorax bug sex for eternity, like and live in this colony and fly through space. Like that is such a tall ask. Uh, you know, it is. It does not uh, resemble, you know, anything that uh, you know that anyone would want in a relationship. So it it makes makes no sense. I don't think we need to go into it a lot because we've, we've spent a lot of time on it in the past with, with like the mi- myriad of ways that Rogue could bone down if she really wanted to, right? Like just a latex glove and a friendly guy like that probably pretty much mm-hmm. all you need for her to have a little bit of like contact and, and connection with somebody. But like, totally. man, like of all of the things like turning into a green monster to try to convince your girlfriend to basically have sex with you is that's extreme, man. That's it's, really, it's that's very really extreme. extreme. I think. Yeah, I oh, I am man. surprised by the 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 lengths that she will consider in this episode. And it's like I get it. Like I, you know, human touch is important. It's not just 
boning. You know, we keep referring to that as, as, as fucking. It's not just fucking. Like, it's also just like, it's nice to hug people. I get that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, like you could really, really just, uh, you know, do a body condom, do a latex glove, do a raincoat, you know, and, and you will be okay. Like there's ways to make this work that don't involve turning into a, a human centipede hybrid <laughs> thing. A, a giant green monster that impregnates people with by beaming them, uh, something out of their tail. <laughs> and that being like Cody's plan, like what do you, you know, oh, we're going to have kids. Like we're going to go to a plant and then we're going to do some group beaming. <laughs> And like, honestly, the, some- the question of the, the question of the day is how the fuck did they get in touch with Cody? Like, can you imagine this weird ass <laughs> green alien, like going down to Mississippi and making you that, like, how did he get past like the first gas station and not just not get shot by a redneck? <laughs> <laughs> and just like the whole, their, their entirety of their plan is Cody. Like that is so weird. Like this, this, like not even like, you know, this like F list Marvel supporting character. You know, well, I guess I'll do it for Rogue. You know, and then just like, well, I didn't think that would be so easy. And then, <laughs> just, like, and and uh, like, poor uh, Cody. Uh, like, I don't like. Obviously, like making out with somebody, as we've mentioned in the past, is, is worth a coma if they know what they're doing. But like, this dude has been hung up for a while. Like, because he's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can just go find another girlfriend. There's nothing wrong with his ability to touch people. Right, like he, yeah. he, he has to understand that it was all rogue. I, man, I just Cody, whew, boy, what is wrong with you? Rogue, rogue attracts a lot of men who like can never have her and are fine with that. You know, in a weird way, like the same way we talk about like uh, Wolverine and his, uh, you know, his 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 redhead thing. You know, where Wolverine mm-hmm. can like go out and like, move, you know, he could move on, ostensibly. Um, Cody 100% could move on. And the fact that he hasn't in this time, like does not speak well of Cody, you know, the one who got away, like I get that, but like, man, you know, maybe, <laughs> a lot, a lot of maybe we're not Cody. giving uh, Cody enough credit. Like maybe he was between girlfriends. Like maybe the aliens were watching his Facebook status and he changed it to single and they were like, now is the time <laughs> we're going to go after Cody. We got him. Like, he broke up with Melanie. <laughs> we're going to bring Ro back to his life. <laughs> Oh man, Melanie, we could have been together. Melanie, we could touch. Cody, why do you say the name Melanie in five syllables? That's not the way that works. Melanie. Uh, so Rogue absorbs Wolverine's powers, of course, because that's the obvious way that this episode is going to end. Um, she, uh, at the same time, kind of makes t- somehow telepathic con- contact with Xavier. And Xavier is like, I can't touch any of their minds, but I can touch this ship's mind. And like, I feel like there's no conclusion to this episode because like he talks to the ship. The ship starts singing and make, making everybody, making all the aliens' head hurts. And then just lands, opens its mouth, and the X-Men just literally walk off. That's it. <laughs> like there's, yeah. They just left all those dudes in that organism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it is, is. They can't handle the sound of their car like making a weird noise. Uh, and that literally distracts them long enough for the X-Men to leave but not deal with them. So there is literally nothing stopping these aliens from coming back and trying this again. Uh, you know, maybe not through Rogue, but like, you know, there's no like at some point, like watch out Belladonna, because at some point one of these things is going to grab you and the Belladonna is going to come up to Gambit and just be like, we can be together. We get married. The bow. <laughs> and then he's going to be like, all right. <laughs> and they're just going to deal I'm with good. this once a week. Yeah, like, uh, uh, watch out everyone's ex-girlfriend. 
Um, yeah, this is, this is fucking bonkers and just ends out in the middle of nowhere, uh, not to its credit. So, and then like they, they leave Cody in the ship. So now Cody is like an intergalactic space alien <laughs> from, from, from Mississippi. <laughs> follow, follow, follow Cody's hillbilly pregnancy adventures in food bikes. <laughs> you know, like, just like landing on these planets full, you know, just like, uh, I know you're a Cree and I'm not, but we can be together. Be together. <laughs> <laughs> oh man fucking cody uh, cody may be my favorite character in the show now <laughs> gary now that we've talked to him like he's not a great person but he's a good character he's pretty much like a better oh, corsair man. uh this like <laughs> yeah his, his whale adventures uh just zapping people with his with his his tail and and pledging his love to them uh what a fucking bizarre episode of this show to start a season with or just in general like yeah can you imagine like this coming just in the middle of a season just like okay like i'm gonna sit down with my you know with my fruit loops and my orange juice and then like (laughs) watch rogue get turned into like a weird green alien four or five times i I can't imagine it anywhere and we are definitely like past the point of the show of cartoons i watched when i was young you know so like I've, i've not seen this before um, there are some episodes of season four and five I've seen, but I didn't watch it regularly at this point, or they were just like, because yeah. of them airing it, uh, out of order. Um, it's, it's been weird. So like, this is new to me as an adult. I have no idea what I would have done as a teenager if I saw this shit. Oh, but me, me either. Like what, like, because the, the show does a really good job. Like in this next episode, we'll get a lot of, uh, like kind of cameos from different places. And then, uh, and the the next episode of the podcast like we get some really great like like cool x-men marvel people like kind of just appearing out of nowhere like for them just to make up this weird alien race that like has these grows robotic arms and impregnates people with their tail beams it's just so like there's so much stuff there like just use the brood this is almost a brood mm-hmm. plot line like this you almost got it right like just put kitty in there and she could get lockheed and you'd be done like you'd be great yeah yeah, man, it's it's really bizarre. <clears throat> it's specifically like there is a, a storyline in the comics. This is um, dealing with kinda, uh, not great, but kinda. You know, it, it's not very very accurate. You want to talk about the brood? That we like. I don't know sure. if we're going to get a better better chance to do a brood spotlight than this because these are not the brood. But I I don't like the brood, and I can get that out of the way real quick. Like how the brood suck. <laughs> the brood does suck. I will agree with you there. Um, they're just like alien. They're xenomorph ripoffs, right? Like the, this is yeah. like Chris Claremont saw Alien One and was like, oh wow, like I could do something with this. And then he made, like, if, uh, basically made Alien Covenant, but in the X-Men in the <laughs> 1970s. So. And like, and what if they had like a worse design? Like the brood do not look as cool as the, the xenomorphs, uh, even, even remotely. Um, so it is, uh, you know, it is, they, they, they don't, and they, as far as like things the X-Men deal with that have nothing to do with the X-Men, like, we talked about that a lot. Like the X-Men as, you know, they are, you know, the civil rights angle. There are things that the X-Men are about. Um, almost every time the X-Men go into space, they get away from that. 
You know, the, the Shi'ar are pretty lame. Um, same thing when they go fight dinosaurs. Like, that has nothing to do with their, their central concepts. Going into space just to fight a bunch of xenomorphs, like, is really against, like, the central concept of the X-Men. You know, like, the X-Men should not fight a bunch of mindless pregnancy monsters. Um, and yet they do. It's like and, a major and, X-Men villain for them. And boy, when... Th- and especially that first time that you meet the brood and they actually do kidnap and manage to impregnate the X-Men and they start, the X-Men start turning into brood. You get those weird, uh, design hybrids that are just so fucking like Wolverine as a brood or storm as a brood. You know what I'm talking about? That are just like, there's a brood with like a, like Cyclops, his eye, his, uh, his visor on and you're like, what, (laughs) what is, Oh, they're all of the, all of the brood designs are just, just universally horrible. I think so too. Like the brood are, I'm never up for the brood. And it's, it's funny because now that, I, you know, we're doing the show, so we're talking about it a lot. Like it sounds like for somebody who likes the X-Men, there are a lot of things that the X-Men are really about that I'm not, you know, cause like it's like I like the X-Men unless they're in space, which is where they spend about half their time. Um, unless they're in the savage land, unless they're dealing with the brood, like there are a lot of little asterisks, uh, next to my fandom, but it's because the stuff when it does work, um, as we'll get into in the next episode of this show, not the next episode that we're going to cover on this episode. Um, I think it just works like wonderfully, you know, the stuff that is about humans and mutants, like that is the part of the X-Men that works. Uh, and I, and I get that you can't just do that for 50 years, you know, or 70 years now, or however long it's been 60 years, but you, uh, that should be the focus, I think. Um, and when you get away from that, I think it's, it's generally a problem. So what is this? This is not a monster of the week thing, you know, like other, other shows can deal with the monster of the week. X-Men don't deal with that shit. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Um, (laughs) yeah, I, I, the, the brood in general, like it's just a, it's just such a like base sci-fi concept of like this race that wants to, you know, kill everything or turn any other race into them basically like by force impregnation. And it's the, the only part that really kind of even speaks out in my mind when I think about the brood or the, the time that they actually go to like the brood homeworld or whatever in the Claremont run, like the early mm-hmm. uncanny. And I, I vaguely remember like the design of that being cool, but that's it. Like that's my limit. <laughs> what cool brood stuff I can think of. I guess there's yep. that, there's that like weird smart brood guy that they just call brood, right? Um, yeah. Brood shows Wolverine up in the, the Jason Aaron. Yeah. Wolverine. And, and that, mm-hmm. like brew is pretty cute. Like I'm okay with brew, but he has nothing to do with like, he's not in line with the rest of the brood. You know, like yeah. he doesn't seem like a brood character. Um, he's just, you know, like that's that's one of the things about like I feel like like a lot of good runs of X Men throw out a lot of continuity, and and that's how they end up being, you know, ignoring the bad parts. So like just an alien yeah. race, which is what the brew is, is fine. You know, it's better than like this an alien like a bunch of monsters. So like brew just decides like what if there were some, uh, you know, what if there's just like an alien? Like he's he's smart. He's, he's like a kind of a nerd. He could be anything in that thing. He's just like any kind of like battle based race, uh, that is actually, you know, this version's kind of a dork and unpopular. Yeah. So that's true because they literally have a uh, little guardian in there too. I, I forget. Like they, they, that's obviously something they're leaning on for that series. So, yeah. Yeah. I like uh, little guardians, a, a good name for, for a guy <laughs> like little guardian. <laughs> Lil Guardi, Lil Guardi. I bet the Lil Guardian <laughs> would hate to be called Lil Guardian too. No, <laughs> like that, he would, that would be something he despises. Of 
Well, let's get into uh, our next episode, which is... um, Deal with the Devil. Uh, The former Soviet Union's living weapon, Omega Red, is thought out by the U.S. military to deal with an abandoned Soviet nuclear submarine near Hawaii. He asks his old enemy, Wolverine, and the one responsible for freezing him the most recent time, um, (laughs) Storm. He's got a Rolodex full of these uh, people. (laughs) To accompany him on the mission, Uh, Omega Red is offered restored humanity, but once uh, aboard the warhead-filled sub, he reveals his true deadly intentions. Done, done, done. Uh, this episode can suck my D. It's not a great episode. I don't. I don't like anything in here that much. Uh, no. <laughs> y- we talked about Rogue and her fascination or lack of fascination with Gambit in the in the last episode, and um, that we that we just talked about. And here she seemed to be like up Gambit's ass so much this entire episode. Like she starts breaking stuff apart trying to get to him, and I find that kind of weird based on i don't know if it's just a ordering thing but like she seems to be like desperately in love with a gambit right now which is kind of odd yeah that happens uh during the next episode as well yes um, it she does. is uh you know super you know super into gambit so like you know he he is her boyfriend we just have to accept it at this point like we don't have to like it we want her to make better choices but like the characterization is leaning that way so hard that i don't think we can really deny it anymore you know uh, my name is Cody and I can deny it all I want to, Gary. <laughs> I'll deny it all I can. Um, <laughs> I, I think that uh, the bigger issue here is that Omega Red fucking sucks. And yes. that mm-hmm. uh, like the way like him arbitrarily choosing these two X-Men to come with him, like nothing makes sense about this. And and I know that like that's a thing that I complain about a lot on shows where it's like oh you know we're just a, it's just a cartoon why do you care it's like no it it's just it makes everything dumb if nothing makes sense like so like the I mean we'll get into it but like they they need Omega Red for this because he's immune they send Wolverine and then it becomes a plot like a factor that that Wolverine is also immune so why wouldn't you just take Wolverine rather than fucking going to the Antarctic to thaw out a, a super murderer. Because he, uh, like, because Wolverine doesn't know those those crazy Soviet codes that they're so concerned he about. Doesn't like, know it's, the code. It's so it's, it's like true. you guys can't just tow this thing away. Like you have to be able to start up the submarine to be able to move it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Th- well, that's the thing too. You, so you tow it, or you get Wolverine down there to like disarm them. Sure. Uh, yeah. And the missiles end up being such you know such a not problem. Like this is so contrived. Uh, I yeah. This episode bums me out real bad. I was so bored during it like it's like compared to the last episode which was bad but like is not boring like <laughs> no, the one the thing you can episode, say about cody is he is not boring terrible date but mm-hmm. not boring <laughs> no he is exciting this is very boring um i think so we let's let's get through it let's let's put a let's put a put a fork in this fucker let's do it um yeah so they remind us who Omega Red is, and then we we start out as the uh, in the Caucasian Mountains, uh, <laughs> is what it's called. Which I don't know what I don't know if that's real or not. So much for the tolerant um, left naming mountains, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We just want to have pride in Mike Mountains. Um, the, this, uh, this crew is is working to free Omega Red, where he has just been frozen uh, since. And if we recall, uh, he was frozen because Storm made it snow on him. Um, that's yeah. the extent of like what dealt with Omega Red last time, so that's uh, that's him. Um, there, there, there are. It's like it's actually uh, looks like there's the uh, Caucasus Mountains. Okay, which maybe that's that's what it is, but it's the same um, the same root word, like it's the same area. 
Yeah, so that's yeah. where I'm just going to call it the from. Caucasian Mountains, and I'm 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 into that because it's actually a word that people use. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So this like this weird these, these American like military GI Joe guys uh, go thaw him out, and they say like here's you know here's our deal, here's the titular deal with the devil. If you go get this crashed Soviet sub carrying these nukes, we'll make you into a human. Um, which is like very weird because I, we don't know everything that's happened to, to Omega Red. That's never been part of Omega Red's character that he wants to like turn back into a human or that he's ever shown any humanity whatsoever. Um, he has always just been like a dumb killbot with like a bad hair and a bad costume. He's, he's a Russian rage monster. Like we literally have not seen anything that would lead us to believe that he desires to be like freed from this curse or whatever you would want to call it. Like it's just, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a ridiculous thing that he even bites onto this. And also, like they they go out of their way to say stuff like well you know your former country and the, the you know and all of the mess it's made we can't find these codes so like obviously we don't know what the Russians have done to Omega Red either <laughs> like there's no way like yeah. there's all kinds of weird Russian tech up in that dude's liver right like we have no yeah. idea we got uh, nothing yeah no nothing uh but they say like hey go 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 save this sub and uh you know we'll, we'll turn you human. And uh, he says, well, why, why would you trust me to do that? And like, we don't. We, we have implanted a sealed vial of liquid nitrogen. In your, and we'll come to find out later it's in, it, in, like, the back of his head. This seems so dumb to me, Gary. Like, I just, like, I, I, give me an explosive collar, right? Like, a sealed vial of, of yeah. liquid nitrogen is such a, I guess because it's cold, like, that's what they're trying to do. But, duh, it just seems so dumb. It's, it's his only weakness. Um yeah, it's essentially just setting up a suicide squad uh, situation, but like, I don't think he would be immune to explosions. Um, you know, in general, so a collar would be better than the sealed vial of liquid nitrogen. It's certain to his spine, like it is unnecessarily complicated uh, and not particularly cool. Like, oh, it's going to give him some shoulder discomfort. Like, you know, I, I don't know, or just leave him right back where he was. Like, he's going to freeze again is the idea. So like, he doesn't want that, but it's not really like threatening him with anything. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't seen like at some point there'll be some other dumb sub in the future and you guys will thaw me out again. And I'll get another shot at this. Well, the thing you know? is I like, imagine like he goes down there and then they have to activate this sealed vial. So now you have a, on the, off the coast of Hawaii, you have a Russian submarine <laughs> full of Russian nuclear weapons and a Russian <laughs> supervillain frozen down there. Yeah. yeah Russian <laughs> bio weapons and nuclear weapons. You get both kinds. <laughs> It's not. A, uh, it's not a good place. It's not. A, this is not a good plan on the U.S. military at all. Um, yeah. But I like his response to this because they tell him this, and he's like, "Oh, I like. I like dealing doing business with people that you know mean what they say." Or what, I think he said something weird about it. He goes, "But I'm going to need something in return." And he requests Wolverine and Storm, which, like, throughout mm. the rest of this episode, uh, like. The, the U.S. Army pretends like they have no idea who the X-Men is. But at the very beginning of the episode, they just make a phone call. And Xavier's like, yeah, Storm, Wolverine, get over there. The military, <laughs> go, go do help it. Omega Red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it doesn't uh, – the only way we find out um, that they want – that the reason why he wants Storm is because she's the one who froze him mm-hmm. um, is the uh, – because of that little episode description we just had. Like at first this seems totally arbitrary. Like I had totally forgotten that storm was important to stopping him the first time. Uh, cause again, it was, it was so dumb, uh, that yeah. she snows on him until like, you know, the super soldier can't fight anymore. Um, that I was just like, Russia why storm? super soldier with the weakness to snow. Yeah. What, Russia, please. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, super fucking weird. 
it is. But they dress up in their submarine catching outfits with the giant X's on them. And that's always like, I just, again, always love it when the X-Men have like specific outfits to go do things. They, like, oh they, man. Next episode is so good for that. Like, oh, I know. Next I know. Episode, yeah. It's, really uh, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, they have to convince Wolverine to, to do this. He has a re- great line of somebody wake me up from this nightmare. Cause I gotta be dreaming. Who do these genius spy catchers think they're dealing with? Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, they get in this like little, little mini sub to go to the real sub and Storm is just like, remember I am claustrophobic, uh, which is sloppy exposition that never comes up. Like she shouldn't be going on the sub in the first place, but like, I was like, oh, okay, later there's going to be something with her, uh, her claustrophobia. Uh, and there is not. Um, there's things about her not being immune to radiation or whatever, but there's nothing mm-hmm. about her claustrophobia. It's like this weird, like Chekhov's claustrophobia that never fires. Um, <laughs> it's fucking dumb. It um, is. It is super dumb. They they they're in this yeah. tiny sub thing, and it ter- come to find out this uh, the big sub, the big Russian sub, is like precariously sitting on top of a cliff, right? Like so, it's it could just lean down at any time. And I guess they have to dock with this sub a specific way to be able to get inside it because they land like on the side that is tipping down. And I'm like, what? None of this makes any kind of physical sense whatsoever. And I don't really necessarily need it to, but like, just, just, you don't have to make it on the cliff either. It could just be sitting at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> like, what is, yeah. Ugh. There's so many things about this episode yeah. that are just dumb for the sake of being dumb. I, I really, it yeah. just irritates me. Yep, yep. Um, so they land and of course like uh, Omega red immediately breaks bad. Um, let's say you were Omega red and you wanted to do this. Don't you think that it would have been a better thing not to request Wolverine and storm and then just send a nuke to the mansion. Why? Uh, and then you would be able to nuke the entirety of the X-Men without having two superheroes there to stop you. Why would you ca- like, Why would you ask for the two people that stopped you the last time to come hang out with you on your supervillain plot? It doesn't make any sense. Listen, I, I'm going to need to be stopped. If if I'm going to do this for you, I'm going to need someone to stop me from doing it. Um, like it, it is like it is so fucking dumb because there's no reason he never justifies why Wolverine and Storm are there. Like he's never like he doesn't even try to make up an excuse. He just says like I'm going to need them there, and they go well okay, uh, and that's it. Uh, the end. Uh, fuck you audience. Fuck everybody. Like, um, it is extremely dumb. So like if he had just like Omega red could have been the greatest supervillain the world has ever seen and succeed where Magneto and apocalypse have failed by nuking the entire planet. If only he didn't act like an absolute complete moron here. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta, I gotta make sure my, 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 my mortal enemy is in front of me while I do this so that he can a have a chance to stop me and I can prove that I'm better than him by not being stopped. And also so that I can rub his face in it. Like it just doesn't. And I mean, villain, yeah. super villains in general don't make a lot of sense, right? Like they don't like a lot of their plans are pretty dumb. Like no one's going to just like let you take over the world dog. It's never going to happen. Like get over yourself. But this especially just feels super stupid on all accounts. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to ask for this Gary. That's what I keep going back to. He could have asked for anything. He could have been like, Hey, but I'm going to need like a Swedish model in there for me. Like he could, have, I mean, just something like bizarre and weird. He didn't have to actually ask for storm. And, and like, so he breaks bad here. Like if you're storm, he started up the ship. Like there, you guys are like, not sailing. I don't know what you call it in a submarine. You're swimming through the ocean in the submarine. Cruising. 
cruising yeah. you're cruising 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 ussr yeah. uh <laughs> just freeze the motherfucker <laughs> right just freeze him yeah. again storm your, your powers work you, just freeze him right now because uh, like wolverine wants to slice him but he's like uh-uh the air is toxic here so one little hole in a suit will kill kill a uh, storm like i'm a mega red i'm immune wolverine has a healing factor storm will die so storm's only reason to come here was not to stop him with ice and snow which she could do, but was to be the stake so Wolverine couldn't fight. Uh, so it's like, what a, what a contrived plot. You know, like, okay, I need the, I need my arch enemy and one person here who will die, uh, if we fight, if I fight with my arch enemy, which, and this totally doesn't end up actually bearing out as we go on, but like, that's the, the premise that we're being asked to accept here. Um, so Wolverine's like, okay, I, I, I won't, uh, you know, I won't fight. Um, Wolverine then immediately, like, I mean, like Storm's like, Hey, if you're, if you're, if your uniform gets pierced, the toxic arrow will get in and we'll get sick. You'll probably survive because your healing factor. And Wolverine goes, okay, snicked. And then immediately pops claws and gets sick. Like he immediately lets in the thing. It's like one of the dumbest things Wolverine has ever done. Every character is a fucking idiot in this episode. It, he's out like, of commission for the rest of the episode. He's literally leaning on Storm. Storm is dragging this motherfucker like 500 pounds, a daddy laced boned ass around the submarine for the rest uh, of the episode. It's so bad. Why would you pop your claws yeah. right here? Like you're not that mad it at is, Omega Red. <laughs> just a, just a reflex. Um, and especially cause they, they, at some point they signal for help, which they could have done right away and just like, okay, we just need to, you know, delay Omega Red without using our powers, which is a cool idea, right? And you couldn't do that with Storm because Storm's powers, she should just be able to use her powers and have it be fine. But have a, you know, Wolverine's like, okay, we have to stop him. We can't do the things we're good at. And we have to delay him. That's like a good dramatic situation. Uh, this, the show does not do that. Um, so they call in their help. Uh, Xavier, Beast, and Rogue fly in. Omega Red's going to shoot his missiles at the 15 most populous cities of the world. Yep. Um, and his justification is that, um, you can't make a weapon and not use it. Like weapons do not have feelings. Uh, these things were made, so they have to be used. Oh no. He thinks um, that weapons have feelings because, but he just, he, he, he has to oh, burn yeah, this. Yeah. He's burning the whole country down because a country created many great weapons, but never had the will to use them. Is it not a great sadness though to be created, never to be used? Weapons do not have feelings. Oh, if only that were true. Or somebody said it. I'm like, what? Because I'm a weapon. Yeah. What? What is your backstory, yeah. Omega Red? You have not explained to me your it's, your pathos. <laughs> Please yeah. help me out. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, they they haven't done anything to, to make him sympathetic the entire time. Um, it's really dumb. Mm-hmm. The uh, the X Men show up there and like he can't get to the right. Like he gets very into the nitty gritty about fi- firing nuclear oh, missiles from a God, sub. it's so fucking miserable with all of this like depth charge. <laughs> like, elevation like, yeah, yeah, he has to get to the, the, the proper depth it's like you you take a little while to play um fucking uh, steel steel scope or whatever that launch sub game was on uh red steel uh, on the the 3ds you know out, out of nowhere oh yeah reason. yeah 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 um so like he's trying to get to the right depth to shoot the missiles but the depth charge are fucking him up delaying him um eventually he does just lo- launch the missiles um which uh beast and rogue shoot a bunch of them um it turns out they're not armed because they don't get armed god this is like i'm getting bored even talking about it they, they don't <laughs> it's so boring <laughs> i just started looking at twitter <laughs> while you were talking about this uh, like, so god uh, they don't get armed until they get close to their targets 
mm-hmm. uh, for some reason. Uh, even though, like, at some point, the the military guys, the J.I. Joe guys are like, no, they're coming out hot. But apparently they're not because Beast and Rogue shoot one of them. They don't know that they're not armed, but they shoot one and it just blows up, not being a nuclear missile. Um, then the army and Beast and everybody just destroy all the missiles. So good thing we have, like, this fucking localized Star Wars defense system <laughs> that stopped this from happening and neutralized the entire point of the episode. We, uh, we like, just to, I mean, there's a good, like maybe seven to 10 minutes worth of, are the F 18s coming? You need to get your planes here. Military people <laughs> yelling back and forth. Rogan beast in the, uh, blackbird dropping death charges into the ocean and like fucking around with the, su- the, the submarine. It's ridiculous. And it's so yeah. fucking boring. Like there's I, all like this back and forth. There's like the army pretends they don't know who's dropping the depth charges. They're like, wait, I'm not seeing anything on the screen. Maybe it's a stealth plane. Like, you know, it's the fucking X-Men. You have two X-Men yes. in the submarine. <laughs> what are you called talking about? <laughs> you called this the X-Men. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it like, is this like, unrelated, like bad episode of GI Joe that gets snuck into the X-Men series. Um, super shitty. And then rogues like, Oh wait, like I have super strength and I'm immune to death. Um, I'm going to dive into the water and fuck shit up. And then she just pops up and starts, you know, beating up and, and kicking ass, like wrecking the sub, um, to which, uh, you know, storm saves Wolverine, um, uh, Wolverine's pissed cause he wants to get revenge on Omega red, but Omega red is trapped down there. Um, his sub falls down mm-hmm. because, uh, rogue says I bent his boat. Uh, and she says it like, it's an expression. Like it's, it's like a thing that people from the South say, like he really got his boat bent. Or something like I can, that. I don't. I mean, I, can you confirm or deny that, Jeremy? I, I can definitely <laughs> deny that. I've, I know a lot of people with boats. I've been on a lot of boats. Yeah. I've never heard. Uh, and, I mean, not to say that I'm the the arbiter of everything, every Southern expression ever, but that doesn't sound like anything that I would have, I would ever hear down here. So yeah. So she also yeah, he, like he she bends sank, his boat yeah. um, while her friends are trapped in it. Like she goes up and like starts ripping the side off the submarine and causing it to like you know collapse in on itself more or less yeah while wolverine and storm are she has no idea where they are it's it's not just omega red's boat like you're, you're bending the boat that like your buddies are in and this wasn't like it's not like you know she doesn't know that they're in there because uh they just called the x-men and asked them to come you know and xavier's in the fucking plane with you xavier didn't need to come along to drop death charges but there he is so he could say hey i sent wolverine and storm in there like maybe don't bend that boat like Man. every every attempt to set up drama that this episode does, it then undercuts later. Does does Omega Red have some weird anti telepathic bullshit with him? Why doesn't Xavier just nope. mind control this motherfucker to the surface? Uh, no reason. There's 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 nothing. There there's like literally no reason this makes any sense at all. I've already closed the notes page. Like I'm fucking done. <laughs> it's, 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 it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done talking about this. Uh, we do need. There is one scene at the end where Beast is like, because it, it, the claustrophobia thing does actually come up. Chekhov's claustrophobia thing does come up where Beast is telling Xavier, like, you know, I'm I'm worried about Storm. I don't think this is going to affect her drastically, but Wolverine. And I'm like, wait a minute, you guys are just like talking about these people. Like, just go have a conversation with them. You're not some weird yeah. therapist doctor combo where you could just talk about these these patients. They're your friends. They live with you. <sighs> it is uh it is extremely 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 bad it's extremely bad carrie it's not good uh, yeah it's, it's, it's uh, like again one of the least my least favorite episodes of this show and you know the the last so. omega red one wasn't very good either like that wasn't like super awesome mm-hmm. or anything but i feel like that was at least like we saw some um 
like we saw some like cool powers and some cool fights like and this at one point storm summons some wind to like knock omega red over but again doesn't freeze him <laughs> also yeah you know what else pisses me off gary did you notice that uh wolverine's suit actually had three spots for his claws to come out yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> why because uh, <sighs> yeah who how did this get written like it's it's just uh every part of this is is literal trash it's so, so trash. It's just, it, it makes me angry to, to have to, to watch terrible stuff like this. And then not even, there, not even, there's not even there enough, to, not enough there to goof on, right? Like there's just nothing there that's even fun to talk about. Like it's just mistakes and badness. I really, yeah. I, if anybody knows like out there that like, we don't need some like history of this episode, I didn't really have enough time to go like research it. I'd be curious to know like the history of this thing to, to find out if there was just something that went catastrophically yeah. wrong. I don't. Uh, I don't have the DVDs of this this show. I, I watched them because I downloaded a torrent a long time ago. Um, at mm-hmm. the time, I wasn't able to get all of the DVDs. Like you know, when we first started doing this, and I just had them and, and just watched them that way. But if I, if they re release these as like with commentaries, I will buy that in a second. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, are, I, I would they're... love to like watch some commentaries with these. They're supposed to be releasing that book too, like the that. Like yeah, they're yeah, actually yeah. writing a book about it. I need to go take a look and see if that's come out yet because I think, like, I think that'd be worth talking about it on like a feedback episode. Like, I want to hear that stuff. That I don't so want to. I don't want to like review it or anything. But I'd, I'd love to like know some of the stories out of it to find out like me too what, what went like, wrong. Yeah, I will. I will one hundred percent read that. Um. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty disappointing episode. Yeah. Um. Of the show mm-hmm. and disappointing season opening. Like, it's not going to be all like that. We've already established, but. It is, uh, this is an extreme bummer and one of the worst episodes of the show. And like, it is very hard. Like when you say it's not even exciting in a way to goof on, like I, it was impossible to watch this. Like I just kept like turning away and, and turning around and looking at like Twitter or looking at my phone or looking at, uh, uh, anything, you know, like staring at my thumb, you know, like, Oh, like it's, you know, the grains on my, uh, the my fingernail the grains of hair that make up my fingernail like you know that they have these like, like little breaks in them i wonder what that's about maybe i should like maybe that's something i need to change in my diet or maybe i need some kind of treatment like why that looks weird you know just like just noticing things like you know like boy uh all the the hair on my tattoo is growing back and that looks weird because if i look at it closely it looks like a really hairy simpson how weird it would it be if the Simpsons had like hair that grew out of them that you could see? Like it's all shit like that. Like everything was distracting to me because the actual logistics of this episode were too boring to live. This happened on the uh, recent episode of radio free Midworld, where we talked about the dark mm. tower, uh, the movie that was so boring that I could barely stay on subject. Like we just, we mm. would just keep veering off into other things to talk about because none of us really wanted to talk about the movie anymore because <laughs> it was so fucking yeah. bad. Uh, yeah, this, this was, this was, pretty egregious i think this was actually the worst episode like even counting all the savage land stuff even accounting for how horrible gambit is as a person on a a regular basis like this is probably the worst episode of x-men the animated series no one makes sense um yeah yeah i'm uh i'm gonna go see that dark tower shit movie because i think it's gonna show up at the cheap theater by my house uh friday so i'm gonna go go put in my i'll be interested in your opinions because it's uh yeah. as someone that doesn't have much ties to the series like it was it was hard for me to let go of the 
expect we don't have to go into this everyone i spent four hours yeah. talking about that on radio for midworld go. that is like speaking a, of really, i don't know how that is like the longest episode of that show it's really <laughs> weird it's yeah. it's very bizarre um it's yeah it's but yeah speaking of if you like this podcast you'll probably like other podcasts on the duckfeed.tv network like radio for midworld where cole ross and mm-hmm. a bunch of guests are going through all of the dark tower books and related books and related media and I really think it's just an excuse for Cole to talk about Stephen King a lot. I think that's pretty much the, that podcast, <laughs> so, yeah. um, which is good because Stephen King is great and should be talked about. So go check those out. Yeah. Um, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash TV. That's where you can get um, all kinds of cool stuff. We're I think the most recent, uh, or excuse me, the closest goal has already been funded. Is that correct? Heartbeat City got uh, it funded? It was funded and then dropped off a little bit. It's like dropped off a little bit below it. And we're very close to the first, so we're not quite there, but we're close. So, so we made it for a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, listener, you, you could be the one that tips us over into getting some of those sweet, sweet uh, love advice podcast called Heartbeat City. The pilot is out mm-hmm. there. Go check that out. It's it's really really good, and um, I, I love the way. I mentioned this in the um, Slack channel, which you can also get access to on the Patreon. Um, I mentioned this in the Slack channel, but I'm just so jealous of like the radio format of that. Like, I love it so much. As soon as I heard it, I was oh. like, oh, why have I not done this? I want to do this. <laughs> so oh, I'm glad it's, like it's, it. it's very good. <clears throat> um, yeah, it is. Uh, and if you're listening to this, if you do patronize us, if you're a patron, um, one way that you can uh, make sure you know we, we get these things and we don't have quite as much bounce is to make sure your card is up to date. Yep. Uh, that's, that's generally what happens. The first, you know, most Patreons lose some money. We drop down about almost 200 bucks, um, every month, uh, and then climb back up as people renew their cards. Um, but it means for like these things, these kind of goals and stuff we want to get to, like, uh, you know, we get, have to get a little bit above those because we have to account for, for that dip, that dip, you know, and I, and I get that it's arbitrary. Like, you know, it's, I could just start doing the show whenever I want, but you know, we, we set up these goals. I want to start, you know, I want to actually make them before we start putting in the work. Cause it's not a, an inconsiderable amount of work, um, to do that show. So, uh, it's something I'm really excited to do. It's something I really want to do, but also, uh, I want to make sure that we get to that, uh, that level. So, so yeah, go check that out. Yeah. Um, that's on the, what feed is that on? I, I, I listened to it, but I don't remember. Uh, Duck Feed Presents. Duck Feed Presents. Yeah, go check that out. That'll have You'll find all that stuff on the Patreon. You can find all of those links. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for leaving iTunes reviews. Uh, if you can, tell your friends about the show. If you have some X-Men friends, introduce them to the show. We, we, we love new fans. Uh, you can go to daysoffuturecast.com. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, but if you go to the schedule link on that page, you can kind of keep up with our crazy-ass schedule that we're doing for the show, trying to keep up with what the writers intended to do. Um, and, but it also has links to all of our social media, like our Twitter and our Facebook and all that stuff. So come talk to us on Twitter. We'll, we'll definitely hang out and chat X-Men with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, until, uh, until next time, uh, have a good night. Yes, and don't resurrect any Russian supervillains to get uh, mm-hmm. some, some, sub- some submarines. That's a bad mm-hmm. plan. Don't get your boat bent. Don't get your boat bent. <laughs>